Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I would like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up, and and remain steadfast and be a... If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose. And talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm very, very pleased to welcome Lucina D'Amico. It's Demeco, Demeco, <laughs> to smart, amazing conversations with Dr. Nancy. Lucina, describing herself as a recovering political activist, she is also a global expert on gender equality. Born and raised in Italy, she has been working in international development and women's rights for the last 20 years supporting uh, a wide range of international nonprofits, foundations, and UN agencies around the world. Her groundbreaking study, She Persisted, Women, Politics, and Power in the Next Media World, is the foundation of her mission to tackle gender disinformation in all forms of social media. It features interviews with over 85 women leaders in 30 countries. Lucina has written on gender disinformation for some of the world's leading think tanks, including the Brookridge, the Brookridge Foundation Institution, the Council of Foreign Relations, and a political as one of the hundred most influential people in gender policy for her efforts in the fight of gendered disinformation and to promote women's rights for us all. So I'm so pleased to have you with me today. You know, I, I want to talk about you, but, uh, you know, I think we can, we can begin a conversation very quickly, but how women get involved in what they do to me is the most important thing of all, because Lucina, they probably said, well, you know, she's beautiful. She's intelligent. You know, things are so simple for her, you know, and we women are very, very, we have a very bad knack of comparing ourselves to other people. And those comparisons sometimes get us in trouble. But I know that your journey has no doubt been one of ups and downs. So I want to know about your personal story and how you got to be you, the person I'm talking to today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Um, You know, uh, absolutely, I would agree. I think that personal stories and particularly for women are really full of ups and downs, including because of the challenges that women that women face, oftentimes the discrimination. I think it's also um, a journey in many ways of discovery. So in my case, I got interested in gender equality work when I was working at the United Nations in Mexico, which was my first really you know, real job, foundational job after having studied development economics. And 
at that time I took a course on gender equality and that work really changed my life in many ways because I realized that so many of the challenges that I personally was facing and many of the realities I saw weren't my individual realities and individual challenges, but challenges that in fact are very common to women around the world. And so that sparked my journey on uh, the gender equality world and starting to work as a women's rights activist and gender equality expert for a number of different nonprofits after the UN. At the same time, I've also always had a passion for politics. I studied political science in Italy and really was very attracted to that world. And at some point started also being more active, particularly with the Italian community in the United States and in New York in particular, and started serving um, for a political party, uh, the Italian Democratic Party, basically representing Italians living abroad within the party. And so at that time, I really saw again so many of the challenges that women face in a context, in an environment like politics that is so male-dominated, frankly, and where so many of the things that women you know, can bring to the table are often disregarded or looked at as weaknesses, such as, for example, empathy and a different way of um, decision making and so and so this really sparked my interest even further in continuing that work on the women's political participation side of things in particular and um, a few years ago I got the opportunity of doing a study really on the relationship between women in politics and social media At that time, I had already been working on women's political participation for a while in a few different ways. And so um, this was really an opportunity for me to start looking at this specific aspect in a way that also felt very true to me because many of the things that I ended up discovering were things that I had also experienced firsthand in my political activism. All the common things, yeah. Well, again, 85 women and 30 countries, you know, she persisted is, is, a, is so right on. I mean, you know, we, awareness is key. We are so, we are in, a, in an information age, but there's so many things that we don't understand. I'm going to, I'm just going to start out with some of the things that can really bring us to the forefront of many of the things that you're doing. Hillary Clinton is a, is a very good example of what happened to a woman in politics that was basically discredited. They talked about her clothes. They talked about her weight. They never talked about her credentials. And they would say that she is hated. I mean, the point is, is that the media and inf- dis, you call it disinformation is, is so important because people, you know, they believe everything they see and everything they read. And it's just it just makes me so angry. It makes me so angry that I, again, I, I, I truly believe Hillary Clinton, they, they threw out more stuff about her personally. And then they threw out things at the end of the, towards the end of her, of that election that basically caused her to be, to lose that election. And, you know, I went to bed that night thinking she'd won and I woke up the next morning completely surprised. But again, women that take on any kind of political 
or leadership role or some public something that show they show up in public they become targets correct absolutely yes and this is something i'm seeing and hearing over and over again unfortunately in fact hillary clinton is almost a textbook case for the harms, in particular disinformation against women in politics, because so many absurd stories were thrown against her. And even if each and every one of them was disproved, it didn't matter. Because those stories ended up reinforcing existing misogyny, existing negative attitudes and distrust towards women in politics that was enough for many people to just discount her. Truth is, women in politics and women leaders is still a relatively new things. In many countries around the world, including many countries in the Western world, a woman leader is almost a contradiction in terms still. We are very unused to thinking of women as being assertive, as being leaders, as being decision makers. And it's kind of like a new paradigm that we need to establish. And any small, um, you know, threat to to that establishment, uh, you know, of to that new image that you're trying to to create in our minds of a woman leader is enough to bring us back to old biases, to old thoughts of well, maybe women are not good enough, and so yeah. there are many that take advantage of those biases to spread those stories because they know even if the stories are false, they are going to work to, um, you yeah, they're going to, they're going to run her out. Well, you know, they're, they're calling this the, the great resignation, which is again, women have been leaving the workforce right and left. Again, there are many women that have been in large corporation, you know, fortune 500 companies that finally go, I can't do this anymore. The higher they get on the, on the chain of, of leadership, finally they just go. I, I'm not going to do this anymore. And there, and we have the mo- some of the most talented, most amazing women walking out the door of these corporations. And so now we've had this since COVID. We've had this mass resignation of women, and we need to get women back to work. But they have to feel safe, supported, and feel that they can be, you know, they can work in an environment that appreciates their talents and their their abilities. And it's Okay, let me, uh, let's, you know, and in fact, I sent something, believe it or not, I sent something from your website yesterday to Facebook, which was, I think, even more important because the woman that was speaking used to work at Facebook uh, about the uh, disinformation, the the issues that she was having working at Facebook because of some of the, the, the things that they were doing for this disinformation. But give uh, talk about hate and miso- misogyny because I think... I sent this and I said, this is about hate and mis- misogyny. And if you don't know what the word misogyny means, no reason to move forward in this, watching this video. So talk about that because that, that is a definition. That is a term that we need to know and we need to understand because it says exactly what we're talking about. Absolutely, look at the hate and misogyny, a lot of abuse against women in politics, in particular online. We also look at a specific aspect that we think is really understudied and very interesting to get us to the to the bottom of the problem, which is gender disinformation, and so the spread of false and misleading uh, information, uh, content, and images 
against women leaders. Oftentimes we see it against women journalists, women in politics in particular, with the specific goal of undermining them and basically silencing them, eliminating them in many contexts as political opponents. So the gendered element of this is both in the target because we are seeing women overwhelmingly being targeted with abusive negative content as well as with false stories and false images, doctored uh, fake nudes, um, deep fakes featuring women in acts of non-consensual pornography. Those are actual realities for very many women leaders around the world, including in the United States. And so we think that this is something that's particularly interesting to look at because it shows us very clearly not only the role of misogyny, but the roles that digital platforms have. Yeah. in enabling and incentivizing this type of content. Well, I, I don't know how much you've looked at looked at our website, but uh, again, we will, this is another piece, a very important piece of what we're doing. But Women Connect for Good has one mission and one mission only, which is to, the mission is to, to support other women. You know, we, we could stop this if we all came together and said no more and, and gathered up the men and the people who definitely thought, you know, I mean, again, there, there are great, there's great strength in numbers. Now, I know your study, you've got these women, you've got this, uh, this, these different countries. What, what is your, what, are you all coming together as a group? Women Connect for Good would love to partner. This, this is what we do. We partner with organizations. World Pulse is a, is a community, is a global community. We are looking for organizations and communities that we can continue to serve and to help as far as getting the messages out. But we know one thing, Lucina, one thing for sure, that it, when we support each other, like we're doing today, anything is possible and we can stop the gender disinformation and we can stop you know, people should stop reading and believing everything they see and they hear. And at the same time, women have to see leaders and women in politics and women in all types of leadership roles and social media that are great role models for other women and they mentor one another. So I understand all of this. I mean, I get it, but it's again, what is a solution? What are you doing? What is your organization doing you know, you talk about the problem. I read, I, I read everything on the read the website. I really like what you're doing, but what is the solution? What do you see as the solution to stop this? Because we, we have to have women leaders. You know, the research shows over and over again, women in top leadership roles of corporations are extremely successful. They're making money. Women that sit on boards of corporations, help to the bottom line, which is to make money, create relationships within the organization, within relationships within the organization, as well as relationships outside the organization. So, but we, we, you know, there's lots of information. There's lots of, that's the disinformation. I mean, that's how to do it is you show information. This is the accurate, that's not. So what are you doing? What is your solution? And I'll stop, I'll stop for a moment here. 
that there are three key areas that are essential to get to a solution of this. And let me begin by saying that I believe that a solution is absolutely possible. Very substantial improvements in a solution because this is a problem that doesn't happen by chance, but by design. And by design, I mean how social media platforms are designed today to optimize profit at the expense of social cohesion and even women's rights. So three uh, essential elements. Number one, raise further awareness. Over and over I hear, oh, aren't women attacked the same as men online? Uh, the truth is that it's not. Each no. and every time you run the data, you find out that women are attacked exponentially more than men. So raise awareness that this isn't a problem that um, has to be, that there is a reason why uh, the problem is there and the reason isn't only misogyny it's also the fact that those social media platforms are really designed in a way that incentivizes rewards um, hate rewards outrage rewards all kinds of negative content and all kinds of outrageous images too because again those well, fake news images is it also the money that's behind the, what they're doing the the, the, the there's always the money there's the money person that's saying here's what i want you to do because i can sell more products i can sell more services if you do these things I think that the first is really understanding the problem and understanding the impact also of the problem that, that's why we do the research because over and over again we hear women and young women in particular telling us actually I was considering a political career but after seeing how these and these politicians and of course Hillary Clinton comes up you know in many ways as number one I do not want to do it anymore because yeah. the cost is just too high on my personal well-being and so on so number one really understanding the impact of the problem and where the problem comes from Number two, you identified it so clearly, working with women. I think that women can absolutely be and have to be the solution to this problem. There is no way that we would have the kind of social media we have today had it not been designed by a small group of young white men. Um, and so I really think it's really important to work with women leaders and women in politics in strengthening what we call their digital resilience their ability to respond to disinformation attacks and to really understand also how they can push forward different legislations and different policies in their own countries so that they can really be supportive of women's rights and of women's free speech frankly because again we often often hear about the freedom of speech as something that's in contradiction almost with the stronger digital platform standards but the truth is that today there is no freedom of speech for the millions of women that are um, you know harassed online their information is stolen targeted with lies targeted with fake images that at times put frankly their lives uh, you know um, their lives uh, you know in danger yeah, and we, yeah. Their, their lives and their families as well yeah absolutely absolutely absolutely, absolutely. I like I like what you said though. I'm going to say this real quickly because I want it to be I want it to be recorded. Is that yes, it's young white men building these social plat platforms, but it's old white guys paying for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there, 
And, you know, I just, I think this is what we've got to understand is that, you know, we need to be the money people. We need to be the creators of the social platform. So go ahead. I, I, I had to throw it in there. I had to do it. Absolutely. No, thank you. And so in addition to understanding the problem and in addition to supporting the women leaders, there is also really a third element of advocating for better digital platform standards in coalition with a number of other wonderful women's organizations and allies. We work to make sure that whenever there are negotiations for better policies and many of those will have to come from governments because we have seen social media platforms being unwilling to really even um, just stand by their own standards because yeah. they say that hate speech is not allowed and then ultimately this is the reality on their platforms they aren't investing enough money enough time well, on they're not watching, the solution they're not watching they're not they're not checking their they, they say it, but there's nobody out there reinforcing or enforcing these these regulations and these guidelines. And so, you know, what can you do? We, we're trying, you know, this is what well, we're trying, you know, uh, you know, but we saw also that uh, this past president was basically banned from social media because of some of the things that he was saying. So we know it can happen. We know it can happen if the right people and the money follows and dictates what occurs now in social media. So so really it's numbers. It's numbers and it's power and it's political positioning and it's women coming together with men who care. I mean it's not just it's we, we can't do it with just women. I know that. We we can't do that. Women connect for good can't do it. We all have to work together. But again, I think I think the most important thing, Lucina, is awareness. And what you're doing and the study is so valuable and, and reaching out and continuing to pound the pavement and let people know what's going on, but also continue to let people know who's doing what, you know, who is actually the stories. Your stories are so valuable. Uh, I, I really... I have I have more research that I'm carrying out right now of particular okay. gender disinformation stories in a number of different countries, also outside of the United States and Western Europe, where we have a lot or at least we have some data and some information. But in many countries, uh, you know, around the world, we actually see women being at the forefront of the fight against authoritarians, against exactly. illiberal actors, and we cannot afford losing them to disinformation. And so we want our studies we, look, you we know. We want those stories. We yes. want those stories. We, can't, we can help you by uh, sharing your stories and sharing your platform. And so, you know, uh, some of the things that we do are very simple. Simple. We've got the, what they call the Lift Women Up campaign. And it's very simple. We would love for you to participate. Uh, you know, again, partnering is the way we get things done. Collaboration is the way we get things done. So uh, I guess what I'm, I'm our, this is your first introduction to me and to Women Connect for Good, but this is what we do. <laughs> this, this, is, this is how we get things done. We don't do it by ourselves. We bring lots and lots of organizations and communities together to do that. And our global reach is extremely important to us. This is what we want to develop more and more. And maybe there's ways that you can help us with that and we can help you to continue to get your messages out. I'm, I'm very, uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you for what you're doing. This is not an easy road. I'm sure you have, you have also received uh, 
you know, the, the bigger the bigger women get, you know, the, the bigger their pants get, the bigger women get. There's always someone who says, who who does she think she is? And so it's important for us to say, well, here's who I am. I am here to change the way the media is given, is put into the public's, what they read, what they see, that is positive about women, positive about women leaders and women's women in politics. So where do we begin? How do you want us to help? Well, thank you very much. We love to partner with all kinds of actors and, you know, um, an organization and a network like yours is extremely valuable. We would love for people that have an interest in this topic to go on our website to yeah. reach out to us and see how they want to get involved. Because again, maybe it is, you know, doing a campaign, maybe on, on social media itself and kind of like talking about this issue. Maybe it is um, looking at which kind of uh, legislation is being promoted and getting informed about that and why some types of legislation are better than others. Maybe it is donating. So I think that there are many different ways for people to get involved. Probably starting with having a look at our website would be a first step and then figuring out what's, you know, what's the best way for people to actually um, find their feet and find their find their strength and what in whatever way that uh, that is engaging for them. Yeah. Tell me something that has excited you about what you're doing and that you see you're making progress. Incredibly excited about everything in this work, you know. <laughs> well, but let's talk I... something about something that's yes. right now that you're I mean, and we all need that. I mean, I used to I used to believe I was out there beating on my drum and nobody cared. <laughs> I totally, I totally understand. And, and the, I thought nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, the road ahead is really long. There is a lot still to be done. But, you know, I think we have made immense progress from where we started. So I started talking a couple of years ago about gender disinformation coined a definition for it, you know, came up with the term, started observing it as part of the study that I carried out. And at that time, you know, again, there wasn't even the term gender disinformation. Nobody recognized or talked about that. Fast forward two years, Maria Ressa, the journalist who won the Nobel Prize for Peace, um, talked in her acceptance speech about gender disinformation as one of the greatest threats to democracy today. Uh, so this is the type of impact that I have seen us having where gender disinformation is now a reality that if you want has been accepted, where experts, where many women recognize that this is something that we have to grapple with. Where I think we still need to make a further connection is you know, to make sure that it goes from the looking at the problem to moving towards a solution for the problem. And that's yeah. where it gets trickier because that's where not everybody has the same interest, frankly, in, in solving the problem. And that's where we need to make sure that there is further awareness and more people working on this side of things. Well, there are organizations right now. I mean, there is a group of uh, Take the Lead, which is a national, international women's training program Again, one of the biggest things, of course, is gender equality and gender equity. But they have a, they have a group of just strictly women who've gone through the training that are social me uh, social media experts. 
So there are groups of women that are out there. Not only do they network with each other, but they network uh, with projects. And your project, I think, would be so phenomenal. So I need to connect you with uh, Gloria Felt and, and uh, take the lead, which I'm also a board member of. So we'll do that. Um, but again, you know, you're talking about this woman. Uh, what was her name again? That got the. the um, I, I know I should know her name. But that received Ressa. it. What was it again? Maria Ressa, who okay. is a journalist from the Philippines. Journalist. Okay. Well, we need we need more of those women to be able to step forward and receive those awards. That's our goal. The more we have, the, the better we all will be. So. Um, well, I congratulate you what you what you're doing. You know, somebody uh, we have to create awareness. Uh, if a lot of people walk around and they act like everything's fine or it's not my problem, no, it is all our problem. It is all our problem. If the world is not is not a peaceful, wonderful place to live, it's all of our problems. So, congratulations on what you're doing. Continue success. Uh, we want we will want to continue to help you in. Uh, this mission, because it really is very much a part of Women Connect for Good, women supporting other women. Until we all do that, we're going to continue to have these issues, but we want to all, because we also know we're all in this together. So again, what is the website again and where do they go? One more time. Thank you. Thank you so much. So the website is www.she-persisted.org. And this is really the concept and the truth of the reality that I have seen talking with so many women leaders around the world. Things aren't easy, but you can be sure women are persistent. They will be persisting. We will not be silenced. We will not step back. Yeah. So it's just about making sure that we get to the progress where we need to get to faster. But have no doubt we are not stepping <laughs> back. No we are not returning we're, to, we're gonna to get the there. old times. Yeah. No. We we have uh, we have to keep moving forward and uh, uh, use our voices and come together for good. So, Lucina, thank you so much. Congratulations. We you haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> thank you so much. I am so looking forward to what's next. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.